0: Got three people down there, the ball's up in the air. Caught. Touchdown. Caught by Westbrook for a touchdown. I think they like my Colorado sway. Because when no minute play, I don't, really, I don't really know just how to A. And when no minute go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly did a buzz with my Colorado sway. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. And today is actually going to be a short podcast. Sometimes I say that and it doesn't happen. Uh, But this one, absolutely going to be short. I'm not screwing this up. Going to be short for a couple reasons. First of all... This is like a, an extra podcast because, in case you hadn't noticed, it's Sunday, uh, and that means that there's no ads that we need to do. So, skipping all the ads today—that's gonna be nice. It's also gonna be short because I need it to be short. Otherwise, I think I might just pass out talking into this microphone. But it's been <laughs> uh, camp is a camp is a crazy time. Um, let's see. Before we get in, I should plug that. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff on the website. Um, I, I mentioned yesterday that today we're talking to the quarterbacks. So we talked to J.T. Shrout, talked to Brendan Lewis. Also heard from the quarterbacks coach, uh, Danny Langsdorf, instead of Carl Durrell. It was Carl's first day off. He's going to be talking about half the time going forward. Um, and so, yeah, there's, uh, like, the takeaways from, like, so, so basically, there's a story on J.T. Shrout. There's a story on Brendan Lewis. There's also a story on all of the other things that people said that didn't fit into those other stories. And that's the long one. Um, and that's, like, the day four notes or whatever. So, yeah. Subscribe. Read all that stuff. For sure. And I could not be more tired. What is this? There's two more days before an off day. Got to get through Monday and Tuesday. Then Wednesdays are off i'm gonna I'm gonna sleep all day every Wednesday this month, and I am very excited. Okay, uh, to keep this as a short podcast, which it absolutely is going to be, um, where do we start? Let's start with uh, talking about most of the things that Danny Langsdorf said. Um, there were some notable things that were said. Uh, for example, we learned kind of how the quarterback competition is working. Um, basically, they're not rotating days, so it isn't Brendan's the starter this day, JT's the starter the next day, and they just alternate until there's one that's actually the real starter. Instead, they're basically splitting up all of the different periods in each practice. Um, the, it's not totally just alternating because they want to make sure that you know they're they're getting like equal like similar opportunities so you don't want like it just to happen to be that when you go every other time that means that oh today brendan was the number one quarterback during all of the times that we were just practicing handing the ball off you know um and so it's a little bit more complicated but for the most part they're just uh planning out every day who gets what and trying to make it similar um let's see what is in here um Oh, there's a typo in my story. Um, when when one has to do something that maybe the other one's a little bit better at, you also have to kind of flip that and make sure both of them are getting equal opportunity on a lot of different style and different system of plays. Um, we don't just put one in and throw deep balls all day and the other one hands it off. It's got to be equal reps, so that takes some time to organize. Um, so there's that going on. He also mentioned that when they're doing some of the situational stuff, he's actually having them do like literal rock paper scissors to decide who gets the first try um which it feels like that would make things more competitive, right? Just adding i don't know i'm I'm not gonna have the smartest things to say today. I'm not gonna lie um okay, fix that typo there we go. might have been a lot of those, Dave. I'm being honest, but uh, what else we learn um so they are grading not just like how well the quarterbacks perform in each practice. They're actually grading every single snap, everything, whether it's like the full team, whether it's the seven on sevens, all of it. Um, they're grading every snap for the quarterbacks and also like keeping stats, of course, everything that goes on. Um, and then posting all that stuff for the quarterbacks to see every day. So they always know where everything stands. Um, Worth noting that uh, <laughs> Brendan said that he doesn't know who's leading the competition. Not a huge surprise there. Um, but that is kind of the way that things are working. I think that's all the details. Um, also, here's another note from Danny Langsdorf. Um, so obviously quarterback competition last year Another one this year. And he said, we've had a much better year. We're able to start quarterback school in the spring and really dive into some things that we didn't get to do last year. We had a full spring practice, which was great. I think we're much further along because of that. So there you go. Uh, Some interesting notes there. Um, This actually might be my biggest takeaway of the day. Regardless of who the quarterback is, the offense is going to stay the same. Um, that's not what I expected, especially after hearing last year during the quarterback competition that they wanted to, you know, get things figured out as quick as they could, you know, don't rush it and make the wrong decision, but as quick as they could so that they could tweak the offense to fit whoever the starter is. I'm sure the play calling will wind up being just a little bit different depending on who the starter is, but it sounds like they're basically just going to, to roll with the full playbook, which remember is two to three times the size of last year's playbook, Regardless of the starter. Um, and there's a couple reasons for that. The big one is that Danny doesn't think that they're too different as quarterbacks. You know, obviously there's there's some differences. Brendan is faster. That's something JT said. It's like, yeah, I can get out and move. I'm not a blazer like Brendan is. Um, but Danny said, they're a little different style. They've both got strengths and weaknesses, but they can manage all of what we're doing. Both of them can do that. We're not going to have a different offense when one guy goes in and when the other guy goes in. Um, And then talking about, like, the JT being pro-style, Brendan being dual-threat, Danny said, I don't want to pin those guys under those labels that much. Brendan, they say, oh, he's a dual-threat guy, runs around, that means you can't throw well. Well, he throws great. JT is a pro-style guy, he throws better, he can't run. That's not true either. Um, And I think he's right. You know, if you read... uh, the uh, story that I put up on uh, on JT, I actually I included all of his throws from uh, the the Tennessee versus Texas A and M game last year. And you can see like he's out there, he's mobile. Um, you can check that out if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, fairly big news there, I would say. Um, in terms of that offense not changing this year versus it would last year, which honestly might just say more about the quarterbacks last year. I, I think there's probably two factors. First of all, when you're cutting the playbook down to 30%, well, that's, that means that you're going to want to make sure that you're keeping the stuff that Sam Noyer, who won the competition, is good at. When you have the full playbook, maybe it does just mean you call a little bit different plays. On top of that, you know, Brendan, Potentially a little bit better passer than Sam Neuer was, whereas Sam was a pure runner. Tyler Lytle, maybe not quite as mobile as JT Shrout was. So it could be a difference in terms of who the competitors are as well as just a different circumstance because of the the difference in the playbook this season. Um, What else do we have? Oh, here's another note. I asked JT, like, uh, what... How how similar or different is this offense from the one that you guys ran at Tennessee? And here's what JT said. He said, I think we're a little more multiple here. Tennessee, we're more of a run the ball, run the ball. If we need to, let's go out and throw it and let's then go back to running the ball. I think we can spread them out here. Be a little bit more multiple throwing the ball with some zone read and everything like that too. Um, again, that's not huge news, because that's basically what we saw last year, is that they were multiple. They'd go heavy. They'd they'd run spread stuff. Um, It was, I think, a pretty nice balance of the two. I think that there was a chance that they could say, you know what, look at this offensive line. We get everything back except for Will Sherman. And with Will Sherman gone, we replace him with Max Ray. Probably a downgrade, but also an exciting player to have fill in for Will. Um, You look at... Brady Russell coming back and say, okay, we should even run the ball better. They didn't lose any tight ends. They should be better at blocking across the board there. And on top of that, you have Jarek Broussard, who I heard again today, looks like he, uh, it's noticeable. The difference between what he was last year and this year is noticeable because he doesn't have that knee brace. Crazy to think about. As much as I'd like to spend like the next half hour just daydreaming with you guys about what that actually looks like, not not going to do it. This is a short podcast. Um, but yeah, because of all those things going on, Alex Fontenot coming back, um, I could have seen them just saying, you know what, let's go heavy. Let's just run the ball. Let's lean on the defense. Sure, we like what we see from the quarterbacks. Let's not ask them to do too much, though. So I think that that was a possibility. I'm not surprised to hear that not much is changing, um, but worth noting for sure. Um, also Danny brought up that they have different personalities um, JT more talkative than Brendan um, he said Brendan sets the example in the weight room and in meetings and that's just his personality he come, he's come out of his shell just a little bit more uh, I think he's been more vocal but I don't want the guys to be something that they're not I don't want him to fake it I want him to be genuine and Brendan said I'm not a big rah-rah guy I like to lead by example I'll speak up when I need to but I like to let my play do the talking good stuff here's here's another thing that I'll say you know both of the quarterbacks kind of talked like quarterbacks which isn't like necessarily a bad thing overall for me personally I would have liked for them to expand on the answers a little bit more and be a little bit more talkative and do those sorts of things but again the quarterbacks role is kind of just to act professional in quarterback. and quarterback and there was a lot of that and for that reason you know I don't have the most interesting takeaways from today, especially because, you know, even when you're talking about the quarterback competition, it's not like Danny's out here saying, yeah, so I think that as of right now, Brendan's won three days and JT's won one. I think that there is a little bit of a gap. No, until there's actually a a winner that they've decided on, they're probably not going to say anything that really hints at who's ahead. That'd be my guess, at least. Um, unless it's a situation where you say, hey, something's up with Brendan. He doesn't seem like he's putting the effort in or something like that, which would surprise me. There's no reason to think that's the case. But if that were what was going on, you could see Carl coming and saying, you know what? JT, JT's strung together a couple good practices. Brendan's really got kicking gear. So there's a world where it happens. But to be honest, it's not like today was revolutionary in terms of who the quarterback is going to be. Um, This part was interesting, though. Uh, Got asked about Sam Noyer leaving. Danny did. And he kind of went back and forth. Um, And, you know, I'll I'll preface it with this. You know, I've made it clear what I think happened based on a couple of conversations and a lot of just picking up on what was happening in the situation. I do think that Sam probably left because he didn't think that he was going to be the starter here. Um, Whether it was because somebody said, you're not going to be the starter here. Whether somebody said... You know, we're, we're leaning toward these guys, whether it was Sam just looking around and saying, hey, these guys look pretty good. They're young. I bet they're going to go with one of these. I, I do think, though, that whatever happened, happened. And Sam probably thought he wasn't going to be the guy again this year. I think that if he did think he was going to be the guy, he would have stayed. I think that that maybe was just reinforced a little bit more. I don't like it wasn't a bad answer from Danny. But he just kind of flipped back and forth. He started by saying, you never want to lose good players. He did some great things for us. Um, he also said, when you have a three-man battle, it's hard on everybody because you're splitting things into thirds rather than halves. I don't wish that he was not here. I don't want to say that. But to answer your question, it's probably easier to organize reps for two and even those reps out than it would be for for three. Um, not that we don't wish he was back. And so, again, again, my takeaway, it doesn't seem like... They're in a panic, which, again, was what I thought was going on and what I think the general consensus was, but similar to the offense thing, something we believed not quite confirmed, but pretty close to confirmed. Um... Talks a little bit about the other quarterbacks. So, for right now, Colorado only has the four quarterbacks. The two that are competing, Brendan and JT. And then they've got Jordan Wolverton, a freshman from Durango. Drew Carter, a freshman uh, from somewhere in Washington, I believe. I don't think it was Oregon. I think it was Washington. Those two places, basically the same, though. Again, not a tangent. We are going down today. Short podcast. Um Danny said they're coming along. They've got a lot to learn. I think they're both having to, you know, figure out the speed of the game and how much it's different from high school. Uh, He also said, I think that they're much further along than in the olden days when you just came in in August and you had to go to school and your first time away from home and all that. It was a lot. It was overwhelming. I said that because they were here for spring ball should have led with that. Probably brain isn't working though. One of those days, uh, Langsdorf is happy with his four quarterbacks. Um, they get a lot of work. They get a lot of good conversation. in Our meetings. I think it's a really solid group right now. There you go. He also was talking a little bit later on. I think uh, it was Adam who asked. You know, what what do you ex what number of quarterbacks do you want to have and scholarship quarterbacks and. He said probably four to six, but depends on a bunch of things. Um, you know, what class they're in, all that. And when you're looking at Colorado right now, you've got, uh, first of all, JT, who's burned his redshirt year, but has three years of eligibility. You've got Brendan and Drew and Jordan, who could, or not, none of whom have burned their redshirt year. And also, they have four years of eligibility. So, I think that if you did add a quarterback, the quarterback would probably say, you know what, this is a lot of competition and guys are going to be here for a while. I'm actually going to pick a different school. And then Colorado gets stuck with its third or fourth choice. That said, they do have Owen McCown committed for next year, which is exciting and now is not the time to talk about that. Now is the time to move through the news of the day and expand on fun things tomorrow. Oh, maybe should have said this earlier. Practice was inside today. Um, we talked about this yesterday. It wasn't that bad in the morning. I mean, it was bad, but not like we really shouldn't be out here bad. By the end of practice, you know, Carl was saying he wasn't sure if they were going to get the whole practice in because it was getting so much worse. Today, again, it didn't seem as smoky when I was driving to Boulder as it did yesterday, But with the way things kind of progressed and just got worse yesterday, I just don't think they wanted to take the risk, you know, and uh, so they just practice inside. And again, it's not the biggest deal, but it is kind of relevant considering that they have three fields down at where they typically practice. They've got one field up in the indoor practice facility. Makes things tougher. Um, Fewer reps. Also... Dude, I don't remember. I wasn't here when they built that indoor practice facility. I'll Google that now. Um, But it sure is a good thing that they did because otherwise, I guess they probably would have just done what they could do outside, but they would be, you know, they're on the borderline of just saying we could not be practicing. Oh, yeah, opened in 2016. But I think they had like a bubble before. It doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. You guys get the point. This is one where you guys know more than me. I, and I guess now I think of it, there's quite a few things where that is true. But um, okay, let's run through uh, some JT Shrout stuff 1st We've heard a little bit from him, but uh, the bulk of it is just in the JT story, which I'm pulling up right now with all the quotes. Um, he did say, so, so Tennessee has had quarterback competitions the last couple of years while JT was there. We... I think it was Brian who asked him about that, and he said, I think this is the first time I've really been given a legitimate chance. At UT the last few years, you kind of had a starter every year, so you're going into it playing for a backup job. Now, again, Tennessee said that it was a competition every one of those years, but they did kind of have a starter every time who wound up being the starter. Continued, and they just called it a quarterback competition because why not? Um, Interesting. that's how we saw things, though. Uh, he did say that that gives him a boost of confidence, knowing that he has a chance. He knows they're not just going to be sitting on the bench. Um, at the same time, you got to prepare like you're the guy no matter what. Um, what else is in here? Said that the experience is helpful. Just the more you play, the more things slow down. Um, talked about this being his third coordinator, third quarterback's coach. Said, you know, You get to learn a lot from a lot of different coaches. He's had a chance to learn from a bunch of different players. Had a couple different starters there at Tennessee. Um, Said some nice things about the running backs. They're really good. We've got four or five guys who can run the rock if we need them. Um, Got some great receivers and weapons to throw to outside. Tight ends are a good room. There you go. Said, you know, football is football. It's like learning a new language going somewhere else. Conceptually, everything is the same. It's just about terminology. Sure. Um, he is a little bit closer to home. There's a, there's a final note there. Uh, grew up in Southern California. So, he said that that's kind of nice to be a little bit closer. Um, Brendan. Brendan had a little bit more to say. Um, not a lot more. Don't want to stretch this at all, but uh, he said this year, obviously different experience in camp because last year he was just getting the third team reps while Tyler and Sam were figuring out who the starter was going to be sharing all those top reps. Uh, He said it was hard. Um, He also said that it was good to be able to watch those guys and how they went about it, getting some mental reps, all that sort of stuff getting those mental reps important. So you're not confused when you go in. Danny said that he's. First of all, Danny did say nice things about both of the quarterbacks, which is kind of what you expect. He said it's been good competition, all that kind of stuff. Not really newsworthy. And that's why I didn't bring it up because it's what they're going to say. Danny did say, uh, when talking about Brendan, I think you've seen improved accuracy. But I would say this right to his face there's some balls he's got to make that are easier throws that we've missed at times. There we go. There's a little detail to tuck away. Um, but the most part, you know, a lot of talk about how much he's grown. And even just looking at Brendan now, it's pretty crazy. Because I didn't see him in person last year. Last time I saw him was, like, I'd see him around on the sidelines before uh, 2019 games when he was a recruit. And there is a difference. Like, that is a big man. Who has he's a little bit more toned than he was before he does look ready, you know I, I was a little bit concerned that he could be you know he's 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 a running quarterback, and if you're not filled out you, your body hasn't quite gotten to the point where you want it to be that can be dangerous. I'm not worried about Brendan and he he does look really good um on top of that. Uh, Brendan's said I've grown since I came here in 2019. I've grown tremendously relationships, skill of the game, all that knowledge of the game, getting the speed of the game, just growing tremendously. Every time I step on the field, I feel like I've grown, um, said playing against Texas, getting the speed of the game, knowing I can make plays against them. That helped me tremendously. I feel like I can do it against anybody and it just made me more confident going out here for practice. Um, on the playbook being bigger this year, he said it's not too hard, not too difficult. Just got to study more, spend more time in the playbook. The more they throw at you, you just got to study more at home. Um, most Mostly studying by himself. He does meet up with the receivers sometimes, meet up with the offensive linemen to watch film. That's like in the free time. It's kind of like an expectation that you spend your free time with those guys watching film. But it is good to hear that that's happening. He's also studied some with uh, JT, which is good. Um, he said that there's no like it healthy relationship there. He said we've all been here before. We're competing for jobs, it's just part of the game. All right, uh, I think that was it for today. I've got, uh, I guess I haven't heard for sure that I got who I asked for. Should be talking to Terrence Lang tomorrow. Should be talking to Jalen Sami tomorrow. And then guess what? I'm gonna be writing about the defensive line. Uh, also, Carl should be back at the podium. I think that. Tuesday, we'll get uh, Chris Wilson, Defensive Coordinator at the podium. Wednesday, Wednesdays are off during camp. That's basically my weekend now is Wednesdays. And then uh, Thursday is going to be Darren Cheverini. Friday's the Buffs Media Day, and that's when we'll talk to Carl again. So tomorrow, Monday, will be the last time we talk to Carl until Friday. That's going to be a while. Uh, hope you guys can make it without hearing me tell you about what he has to say uh that's gonna do it for today like i said be back tomorrow with more on the website more on the podcast and we'll talk then